Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi respected listeners. We have Mulana Musa Akudi Damat Barakatu who has just joined us. Uh, the date today is the 9th of Jumad al Ula, 1445, corresponding to the Gregorian calendar, the 23rd of November 2023. Let's welcome Mulana Sahab. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. How are you, Mulana? Alhamdulillah, all well. Mulana, all well on your side. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. I was just saying before Mulana came on on our previous program that uh, we look forward to Mulana coming on and sharing with us the current situation in Gaza and we know that Mulana has been there many times. Uh, can Mulana uh, tell us what is happening currently with the ceasefire and should we actually be trusting and be Totally happy, satisfied with the ceasefire. I've just seen that they've delayed it now till tomorrow. But sh- the Jews know their reputation. To what extent should we be trusting these people? Uh, Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh to the listeners of Barakat Sahaba. Nahmaduhu wa nusalli ala rasulihi al-kareem. Amma ba'd. Fa'udhu billahi min al-shaytani rajim. Bismillahi rahman rahim فألهمها فجورها وتقواها سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين We praise and glorify Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the innumerable blessings He has showered upon us which we cherish and enjoy every moment of our lives We bear witness that there is none worthy of worship besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we bear witness that Sayyidina Hazrat Muhammad Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is the honorable, the greatest and final messenger of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Uh, Mona Zahid, you asked a beautiful question. And, uh, you know, when uh, I was told yesterday to come on Marqa Sahaba, so I said, uh, I'm going to speak on a subject that affects us all. And uh, the question that you put forward is related to this as well. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he created us, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspired our soul, you know, uh, and showed the soul all that, everything that entails evil. فَأَلْهَمَهَا فُجُورَهَا وَالتَّقْوَهَا And all that entails piety. Now, it depends what we take out from the soul, piety or evil. And today you can see the uh, nations of the world, um, uh, collapse of piety, even in Muslim countries, uh, in the hierarchy, and uh, where fear for men of our countries or for so-called, you know, who call themselves superpowers, but they are not, they actually have more fear for them than for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this ayat is very aptly, you know, related to these particular people. Now, speaking about the ceasefire, you know, I remember many, many years back at the Palestinian rally, I was invited to give a talk. And uh, I was doing a little bit of study, you know, on the Jewish faith. And uh, if you look at the Jewish faith, then we we always speak about the Old Testament. And uh, the Torah, as it is referred to, the book that was revealed on Musa ala nabiyina wa alayhi salatu wasalam who was one of the mighty prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
whose name is mentioned so many times in the Noble Quran, who led the Bani Israel, you know, uh, in all the difficult periods and times, a, a nation that did not appreciate the Anbiya, and uh, they killed the Anbiya without any reason, uh, you know, uh, there was manifest, anything like that. And uh, this nation, yeah, so I saw, I saw before that rally, let me do a little bit of study on this particular nation here. Yeah. And, uh, you know, speak, speaking of lies, like the six million, you know, lie, they are bombing in Gaza to smitherance, right? And they've done it now for over 40 days. You can't even keep count. And they've used all the most sophisticated bombs that they have at their disposal. And they've used now such bombs that actually disfigure, you know, uh, the, 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 the victims to such an extent that they can never, ever be recognized. The bodies are actually incinerated. Mm. Now, uh, the gas chambers that they talk about is nothing compared to what they are meeting out on the Muslims in Gaza. Uh, a steadfast, resolute, firm, you know, nation with fortitude. You know, uh, they say that uh, the whole world is dead. Even the Muslim countries are all dead. The only people alive on the planet at the moment are the people of Palestine and especially the people of Gaza. So, speaking about, uh, you know, the, 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 the speech, you know, which the subject of my uh, discussion this morning was going to be guarding the tongue. When I did the study, then I found that they do not pay a great, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, concentration towards the, uh, the, the, the Torah. In fact, they follow the Talmud. Mm. Now, one of the recent visits to Masjid al-Aqsa, you know, during the, uh, uh, during the months of Ramadan, we were a group of about almost 25 to 30, and then I said, let's go down to the Wailing Wall. So we, we walked to the Wailing Wall, and uh, we, we, the security guards asked us from which country we come, and we said South Africa. And then he said that, uh, uh, we told him we'd just like to have a look at the Wailing Wall. So he just made some phone calls, and then he said, okay, you can go. And he went to, there was a strict security check. And if we were carrying anything, we had to leave it aside. And then we went down the stairs, and we were now in that particular area, which is the, uh, where the Moroccan gate, the Maghribi door that is famously known from which the Jews enter into Masjid al-Aqsa. He has got a ramp that's flying, not, uh, going to that particular door. This was known as the Moroccan quarters. Until today, the name of the door which they use is known as the Maghribi or the Moroccan gate. So, you know, when they took over Palestine, then there was always the Muslims gave, you know, the respect and dignity to every religion. And they lived in harmony and peace all together. And they had this stretch of wall where they would come and they would shake, you know, from the waist upwards and downwards, going back and forth and back and forth. And then they utter their prayers, etc. There, so that's and they call it the Wailing Wall, you know. And uh, it's ironical that you know uh, that 
the, 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 the these, these people go, you know, to the to, to the wailing wall, and they cry for <clears throat> the loss of their temple, as they uh, highlighted. But in the reality, you know, the loss of human life, mm. the loss of dignity, the loss of truth. They don't wail and cry over 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 that. One person made a very very great uh, big statement. He says that I'm so many years here, uh, and he was a non-Muslim, and he was questioned, you know, regarding the Jews going to the Wailing Wall, and <clears throat> and he says that, you know, I see them going every day, and they come back, and they come. In the end, I realize that you know what, this is a nation you can't even speak to, because you know what, every time you're speaking to the wall, and that's their life, they're speaking to the wall. <laughs> So I remember when I had to give that talk, then I stumbled across the street. So, yeah, when we went there with all the youngsters, there were two things that were outstanding. First of all, they wouldn't allow you beyond a certain point without your head being covered. So they wear those anjarmuks or what, those little small caps, you know, the skull caps. We wear the topi. Many of their priests, they wear the topi like us as well, you know the cotton uh, 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 crocheted ones and things like that. But nevertheless, <clears throat> they wouldn't allow it. So you had to take your hoodie, so the winter months, you had to cover your head or put a cloth or something over your head before you could go. And today I see that many of our youngsters come into the masjids. You know, I don't know if they're influenced by the Salafi movement or what or what. One is permissible. And you know, one is adab and respect. So permissible, yes, permissible. If you don't have a topi, you don't miss your salah. But you don't go deliberately into the masjid without your topi. Mm. You know, because my, my one uncle studying in Vist University and there were Jews there, and they told him that the reason why they wear the little skull cap is to remind them there's somebody one, somebody above. So these are the Orthodox Jews, Jews who, who maintain that particular notion. And another aspect is that there was no intermingling. The women folk had to stand on the complete right-hand side and the men folk on the left-hand side. It was a little bit impressive anyway. So I went to the bookshop there and I asked them uh, just to in, just to just to see what the vibes like, you know, whether they have a, a, a Torah in English. <coughs> Excuse me. And they don't have the Torah in English, nor do they, uh, they, they didn't have it there. And, uh, <coughs> well, the original Torah doesn't even exist. But on the table there, I saw the Salmud. So I asked them, and this year, yes, it's a Salmud, they said. And if you Google, you will find that the Salmud is the book of the elders. Mm. And it's one of the most evil books that you can find. Mm. I mean, <clears throat> you can Google in the Salmud and you will find that you can have sex with a three-year-old girl. Mm. You will find statements. You just have to Google what does the Salmud say, or they pronounce it Talmud, T-A-L-M-U-D about Jesus, about Isa al-Nabina wasalam, such blasphemous words they have for Hazrat Isa salam, it is absolutely shocking. And then for you, you can Google Talmud and Mary or Maryam, and you'll be shocked the statements that are made regarding Hazrat Maryam upon Hazrat Maryam radiallahu ta'ala. Now, now the Christians you know, when I talk to them, I tell them that, you know what, you are speaking to a nation who probably changed your Bible, and they speak about the promised land 
you know, that they are going to come to. Yes, the Orthodox Jews don't believe that this land has been promised to them now, but they say when the Messiah comes, at that particular time, he will take us to the promised land, whatever the belief is. But this is not the promised land. So they've just concocted this year with lies, as they usually do, beheading of babies, and people still stand by that. They create the first impression of terror, you know, and uh, fear and what happened and things like that. And then they hoodwink the masses, you know. <clears throat> you know, you read, 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 they desire to extinguish the nur and light of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with their mouths. And with their mouths, yeah, it is, it's evident, it's the media, you know, that they use <clears throat> so much to their advantage, which is owned by them. And then they just they just pass on something to the masses. And the masses, like Mufti AKCR, like Esses, and they all follow up and listen and don't even investigate anything. So anyway, you can Google up these particular aspects. So I came across a term which is known as Kol Nidre, K-O-L-N-I-D-R-E. And uh, I spoke about Kol Nidre. So Kol Nidre means they have a day in the year. You know, I don't know if it's uh, Yom Kippur or <laughs> Rosh Hanana or whatever. One of the days they have in one of their festivities <clears throat> that it is meritorious, it is virtuous, for them to break their vows on that particular day. So imagine an ibadat to go against what you said. So if they sign the Oslo Accords, if they sign something for a two-state solution or whatever it is, they never acted by that, you know, because it is something else that they carry in their hearts and something else that they say verbally, you know. This is the trait of the munafiqeen, you know, and you'll find that the taqiyah among the Shias is exactly the same that you may say something with your tongue, you know, which does not correspond with something that is in your heart. And in view of, of, of that, you know, you cannot trust this particular nation at all because they'll say something and they'll do something else. So, Mr. Molana, you are asking me about the ceasefire. You know, they, they will come to a stage when they, it's unacceptable to them the death of their soldiers and everything then they will come across with a ceasefire. But at the moment, you know, our, uh, our Mujahideen have accepted a four-day or a five-day ceasefire, you know. And they, imagine, you know, they, 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 the, the press and these, uh, these kuffar of the West, they, they've termed and coined phrases that you cannot believe, mm. collateral damage, you know. We, uh, you know, I, I say, put it onto your motor cars at the back, you know, Israeli Terror, Israel, terrorists, occupiers, baby killers. And put their Hamas, liberators and freedom fighters. Mm. See, so they turn the post. We are the victims they made themselves from. And now every year they're going to chant out like 9-11, October, October the 7th, October the 7th, you know. But October the 7th was one day in which Hamas had showed them a point. But October the 7th exists for every Palestinian, man, woman, and child, you know, mm. from before the 1948, you know, when the Iguna gang and the Stern uh, gang and all, all these other gangs uh, at that particular time, you know, they, they had a battle of, uh, they, they had uh, the, uh, atrocities that they committed in Tantura. Now, the, they, what, the, what they speak about themselves, how they raped the young girls and things like that, 
and then they made a mass grave, you know, and then now there's a car park over that particular grave, you know, a beautiful beachside resort where the Muslims were living in absolute harmony, the Palestinians. And uh, when we speak about Palestinians, then you speak about the Christians and the Jews and the Muslims who lived all together. And in the so many thousands of years, of, uh, hundreds of years of Muslim rule over the land of Masjid al-Aqsa, you know, the Holy Sepulchre was intact, the Wailing Wall was intact, the birthplace of Maryam alayhi salam, uh, the, the, the birthplace of Isa alayhi salam, all these places are absolutely intact. The Muslims even hold the keys to the Holy Sepulchre until this day. This goes to show the honor and the high regard that the people had for the Muslims, you know, uh, and people who are honest, who are Allah-fearing, who stand up for haq and who stand up for truth. But then came along this Ashkenazi, and you must Google. You know, our people don't read. They do not know what the realities are. These Jews here, you know, you, you can you, if you ask them to take a DNA test in, uh, in, in Israel, it is not permissible because, you know what, they are of Polish descendants. They had nothing to do with the Holy Land. You know, these are the Ashkenazi Jews. And you can Google up on the Ashkenazi Jews. You'll be absolutely shocked. And Theodore Herzl, you know, in the 1800s, came up with the Zionist philosophy. And then there are many who are not uh, Jews also subscribe to the philosophy of Zionism, etc. Like uh, Joe Bayer, what do you call it? Genocide Joe himself. He said that, you know what, I'm a Zionist. So... So you've you got to understand this particular aspect. So now they have this call Nidre. So what they say, you cannot expect to believe it. They can break those particular treaties. They have done, done it many, many times in the, uh, you know, they say with their tongues what is not in their hearts. This is their trait. This is their lifestyle. So I remember when I spoke about all these evil aspects, these Ashkenazi Jews, how they come from Poland or and, and the area of Ukraine now, you know, probably was have been aligned to that particular area as well, in which you find that this comedian turned politician is in charge, and um, and Russia is giving them a good hiding out there, and they, they cry tears, you know, on international mass media reporters and everything here, yeah, that, you know, uh, these people are not black, or they are not of color, or anything like that. These are white people that are running away from their homes, and they are being bombarded, as if white holds the privilege in any way whatsoever. But all the wars in the recent time, the white men, if you look at the First World War, and by the way, our listeners must know, how does the First World War get coined as the First World War? Because there was another war to follow, uh, follow it, follow, be followed up with that, which is known as the Second World War. And now they're going to follow up with the third one. They said they're speaking about the Third World War. So this is something that has been planned years in advance, you know, and they've already got the names of these wars. It's actually very, very, very big business, you know, like BlackRock, you know, which is owned by these Ashkenazi Jews. One of the, and it has got interests across Black, Black, BlackRock and Vanguard. These are two companies that have, you know, major, uh, what do you call it, uh, shareholding in all these uh, munition companies that make uh, weapons and guns and all these type of things. So for them, it's big business to have war. So they will, and then they control money. I read a book many, many years back, you know, about Nathan Rothschild. And Nathan Rothschild, he's, he's, you find that the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds are the two empires. And, you know, when they realized, they, they said that you don't have to send, like Hitler or to send his troops 
across the continents, you know, to go and fight into Russia or go here, over there. You have to move many, many people. Now they will just sit, you know, in um, one of their offices and their buildings, you know, in New York City, and then manipulate, you know, the nations of the world. And they will borrow you money at 10 rand to the dollar. And when they ask it back from you, it will be 19 rand to the dollar. So forget the interest and the usury which Islam condemns. The, uh, the, 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 the amount of money they just make with currency fluctuations is unbelievable. So these dogs basically control the finance resources. The, the, if you look at the Reserve Bank of America, then there's nothing so reserve about it. It's owned by individuals. And so are all the other banks in the world. There was Afghanistan, I think Libya, uh, and there were another two countries, I can't remember, you know what I mean, who were, whose, whose reserve currencies and banks were not owned by anybody. But then when they subjected them to these wars and everything, then they took over the currencies of these particular countries as well. So you walk into any bank and now you want uh, money to go overseas for, uh, for, for Umrah or for Hajj or for any reason whatsoever, for business or anything like that, you are given crispy notes that are just coming off uh, the printing press thanks to the petrodollar that they created with Saudi Arabia, you know, when, and they embed together. So now this, 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 is, this is apparently what is happening, and that you know what, you, you, you see on social media, where the Palestinians are saying, yes, when we will tell Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we will speak out that the Arab countries have the wealth of oil, we have no fuel, you know, to power our generators or to look after our babies or anything like that. We will tell the world that the Muslim, the, the, the Muslims at the Nile River in Egypt, and we don't have any water to drink. I mean, how apt are those particular statements? But you know what? Uh, I can carry on speaking on this particular subject, but they are not to be trusted in any way. And you can Google call Nidre and you will find that out. So I remember Ronnie Kestrel was at that particular meeting and he asked me and he said that, um, how much, how do you know about all these things? So I told him, you know what, the World Wide Web is open and you can go and you, 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 you can get a lot of information. So you can Google, you know, if you see in the Talmud, I mean, I read some of the chapters in there, Sandrahan and some things like that. And you'll be shocked that they say you can have sex with a three-year-old William mm. girl. I mean, no wonder that, you know, Hitler already had to work them out from, from, uh, from Germany. And uh, the six million is an absolute lie because the word six million is on their tongue. They've spoken about it, you know, in the Washington Post on various things. I can't recall exactly all the things, but it's six million, six million, six million. And you know what? When you say something so often, then even the lie becomes the truth. And now this is what they will make it. 9-11, 9-11, 9-11, 9-11. I remember John Quilani, who was a presenter on 702 Radio, and he says, can you believe this, that the plane crashed into the Twin Towers and they found the passports, you know, intact of the people, you know, of uh, Saudi Arabian nationality. Can you believe this? He said it a couple of times. And not many months later that uh, I, I, I never heard his shows. So maybe he was put off. You know what I mean? Like what happens nowadays, you either for or either against. And if he doesn't suit the grain, then you fire the set from your post. And uh, this is the reality that exists nowadays. So anyway, he came up to me, John Johnny Kessler, how do you know about all these things? I said, well, I read up and I studied. So they allow sex with a three-year-old girl if she's a goyim. Now, Christians don't even realize that. 
You know, the whole pornographic industry, huge Hefner of the Playboy Empire, I mean, he was a Jew. Today, if you look, you know, Klaus Schwab, he's a Jew. You know, Anthony Blinken, he's a Jew. You know, Madeleine Albrecht, she was a Jew. The advisors in the military, Jew. This is a Jew. This one is a Jew. This, so 2% uh, of, uh, of America may be Jews, and they control the whole of America. So they say that America, I mean, uh, uh, Israel does not only occupy Palestine, Israel also occupies America. How apt and true that is, you know. So uh, these are the realities on the ground. But you know what? In the end, I remember Morana Masiullah, Rahmatullah Ali. He made a very, very profound statement. Somebody had an operation, and his back was pain. He was very severe, and he came. So Murana Masiullah, Rahmatullah Ali, told him, Kabtak, until when? And then he looked at him, this person didn't understand, and he said, Kabtak, until when? Again, Kabtak, until when? Then as Mulana Masiullah, Rahmatullah Ali, mentioned, Motak, until death. So your hmm. suffering and torment, you know, for us is limited. Adinya dunya sejnul mumin. And the final stage is death, you know. Like, uh, you know, the Asma radiallahu ta'ala would tell the children that, you know what, you don't have to be worried if they mutilate your bodies or anything like that because the body feels no pain after your ruh has taken, been taken out of you. But, you know, the shocking, um, you know, the, uh, weapons that are using on our Palestinians, but never mind, Kaptak is until death. I mean, there's a time will come when the people are, who are walking on the earth will look down at the people in the graves and they will say that you are better or there. So these people are already flying, you know, like the birds. They are in Jannah already. And in the Rabbihim Yurzakhun, Allah subhanahu wa Don't even call them. Oh, what an elevated statement this is. Oh, Yahud, listen to this one here. They do not say for those who have been slain in the cause in the past of Allah that they are dead. Nay, 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 they are alive. In the Rabbihim Yurzakhun, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is giving them risk and sustenance. What elevated and potent statements, you know, come out from the noble Quran for this shohada. So we all have this desire in our hearts that we can become shohada as well. So we must teach our children to be very, very strong. They must be abreast with the history of recent times. They must be, you know, they, you, you, you must read the kitabs, you know, Futu Sham. You get English translations. And you know what I mean? Make them brave to understand that, you know what? No fear of death for a moment. And we have to strive in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, for the right. You know, Muslims, when they go into battle, they do not destroy crops. They do not attack old people. They are not allowed to act, uh, attack women and children as well. You know, uh, destroy farmland, etc. And others, they do it, you know. And I was telling you, collateral damage you know, freedom fighters, and, uh, uh, you know, various, various terms, they come out every now. Now they're speaking about what some some pause, some pause in something, you know, I, I can't even recall it now. But they speak about it so much, so much, that they're just having a, a brief pause. So this is what the reality is. But I suppose, you know, Hamas also agrees to it because they feel that, you know what, our job still hasn't been done. There's a lot of Yahud that have to be eliminated as well. So let them come and we'll take them on. If we if we get victory, you know, uh, take heed that the help of Allah is near, subhanAllah. And on the other hand, you know what, if we die, then we die as martyrs. You know what, uh, we draped in our clothing with the blood dripping from our bodies. We know when, when we will be raised 
you know, in the year after, then also the blood will be dripping for our bodies to proclaim our shahada. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala elevate the status of the people of Gaza and all the Muslim countries in the world, bring them to a realization, you know, that never ever fear man. Because when you fear man, the fear of Allah leaves your heart, you know. And when you fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then the fear of man leaves your heart. You don't have any fear. But today they are afraid, you know, of like what happened in Nagasaki or what happened here. That is why I salute the people of Afghanistan, you know, uh, when Osama bin Laden, without the trial, they found him guilty. That's so much for democracy and truth, the Western nations. They just had to eradicate Iraq. And this came from the Yehud. All the powers be in the Middle East had to be destroyed for Israel to be successful. But Allah will show them that they have so many tanks. Hamas, zero. They have so many helicopters. Hamas, zero. They have so many fighter jets. Hamas, zero. You know, so they, they can have their numbers on the grass so high. Our Mujahideen, zero. But you know what our Mujahideen have? Hasbunallahu wa ni'mal wakil, ni'mal mawla wa ni'mal nasir. They trust, they resolute, and they faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So for us, don't worry, O Yahud. Victory is whether we die or we live, we got victory already. You know what I mean? Because we have Allah in our hearts. You are waiting for your Messiah. Google one-eyed celebrities, if you want to see all those people showing the one eye. And you know what? We're thankful, oh Allah, for granting us a Nabi like Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, who warned his ummah about the one-eyed deceiver, you know, the Messiah that they are waiting for, and who they promote so much behind the one-dollar bill, and in all the festivities, uh, in all the, the entertainment uh, uh, you know, um, the venues, etc., and all the singles and the actors and everybody who try and show the one eye, the one eye. And anyway, we have been warned by Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that I fear no fitna greater for my ummah than the fitna of Dajjal. And all this firepower and everything that is taking place now is all the fitna of Dajjal. Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala must keep us steadfast in our iman. <coughs> Never ever make a statement as to where's Allah's help. Look what is happening. Never mind, don't worry. Whatever has been decreed for us will happen. No problem. Mm-hmm. Our actual life, you know, when the akhirah is best and it will remain forever and forever. So we salute the Mujahideen of uh, Gaza, Palestine. Make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us a very, very same spirit. Amen. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, give victory to these Mujahideen, Amen. you know, against all odds. Living to the ayah, come in fiatin qalilatin ghalabat fiatan kathiratan bi'iznillah. That a small group of people, you know, will have victory over a larger group with more resources and more firepower, etc., etc. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala assist them. And uh, the ceasefire may be temporary or whatever it is, but inshallah, we must turn towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I say that we spend a lot of time on social media. You know, we, we need to now spend some time on our musalla and cry in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, take our children and, you know what, read those particular duas, you know, in Arabic or explain the translation to them. And they are masoom, they are sinless. When we say, you know what, ya mujriya sahab, you know, and you can, you can make those duas, ya muhzim al-ahzab, uh, you know, ahzim al-yahud, 
you know, you, so you tell your children to, to follow you and make those particular du'as because they are masoom and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts their du'as as well. May Allah ta'ala give us a tawfiq in the hidayat and victory to the Muslim ummah. Ameen. Wa akhiru da'wana. Alhamdulillah. I was just checking out that statement of the Yabamurth. It's in the Talmud. 11b, and I read it now. Sexual intercourse with a little girl is permitted if she's three years of age. That's their book that they believe in. Khairan for your time. Inshallah, we get time to Google the rest and do research so that we also have facts. Make dua for us. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah.